Hi, Connor. How are you? I am so good. How are you? Oh, so, so, so good. So well? So well. Yes. Good intro. That was good intro. It's not your best intro. I'll, I'll give you that much. Me? Y- yeah. It was my job this week. Oh, it's our third birthday today. Actually, to the day. It's happy birthday, 50%. So it's been happy three years birthday. to the day since we uploaded the Rose review. That's right. And we've grown so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, In a lot of ways. Know, yeah. We've gotten a little bit taller. A little bit taller. A little bit shaggier with the... I'm thicker. The, I'm definitely thicker. We we grow. Sure. We grow. Black is slim, and that's why we're in black. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are joined guest for the third birthday or fifty percent. That's right. We have a special anniversary guest joining us today. Is this the hype sound? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I was going to do that until you hit the thing. But okay, they have their own podcast. You may have heard it, you may have not, but we're going to talk about it very shortly. It is Mike Honor, baby. Let's go. Welcome go. to the show, Mike. Did I say your last name right? Is that is that correct? You did. Oh no, cool. yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, that's a great right. last name. Yeah, it's a good. Um, it's a good pun, isn't it? Just it's a good mm-hmm. pun. You know, very honoured to have Mike Honor yeah. on the podcast. Honoured to have you here. Wow, I have never heard that before. <laughs> that's the first time anyone has made that joke. Uh, we need joke. to get some better humour, Connor. Oh, that's Lord. that's what I'm hearing. Ooh. This is this has been. Um, I must have. I must have messaged Mike maybe, God, I don't want to say a year and a half ago, but it might have been. Wow. To say- It might have been. I think it might have been a year and a half to say like, you know, um, come on. And I think just like stuff happened. And then like, I, I and we've had multiple like messages, like we want you to come on. Like, it's like, we'll do it. And then stuff happened. And it's like, okay, this time and then we'll do it. And but it you just happened. suck is, is the end of the day, Connor. That's the, that's the bottom line. You couldn't make well, it happen. here we are. It did happen. That is I true. Mean, like, I stand did. corrected. I, I may have um, confused some confused some dates, but we're here, and that's that's great. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was very lucky to go on uh, Mike's podcast. Uh, Who gives a fox? Yes, which it's an awesome name. Let's get so, into because you have two fox. podcasts. Very great. So. Mike, maybe let's start with Who Gives I a do. Fox, the the Doctor Who one, and um, yeah, pitch that to us. Okay, so it well it was inevitable I was going to do a Doctor Who podcast because mm-hmm. obviously why wouldn't I do a Doctor Who podcast? Literally. Um and it started out by being a chance for me to talk to Doctor Who fans mm. about what their favorite stories are really. It's a positive place where you can bring your opinions about Doctor Who and the stories that you love. Kind of concentrating on new who because I haven't seen as much classic as I've seen new. And uh, we talk about what your favourite story is, your stud episode, as well as your least favourite, which is your dud. Mm-hmm. And we do that for each of the new Who Doctors. Um, so that's where the podcast is starting. But shortly, I am starting a different theme where we're going to be discussing. I got a guest for every story from the Doctor and Donna's time on the show. Right. And we're going to be doing the journey to the 14th Doctor. So I've got people lined up to talk about every story and uh, even some stuff about the comics and the novels and the big finish. There's a there's a there's a plan. Awesome. And hopefully those are going to lead us into the anniversary in November. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Mike, the showrunner. I like it. Oh, it was super fun. <laughs> That's me. It was really fun. Like it is, uh, yeah. It's just so nice to talk about like Doctor Who and stuff. And we were saying off air, like 
we, it, uh, it it was like we we couldn't stop talking so much that we didn't even finish the show yeah. so and we had to go and film this yeah so yeah, yeah we'll I, d- I don't know if we said did, did we say this on air that you you just yeah i said filming? i said before i that's where we just were so i right. got to talk to mike just before and uh yeah no it was so fun i i, I didn't think uh i didn't think we could talk about Doctor Who for that long, but it turns out... You say that, we and could. we are currently recording you our 168th I, it, episode of this sounds, podcast. But it sounds, quite, <laughs> it sounds quite simple. It's like, name your favourite and less favourite for, uh, for, like, you know, the new Who Doctors. But, mm-hmm. man, you can get into it. Yeah. And it's really fun. Super fun. So, yeah. And thank you so much for having me on. I do really appreciate it. It's, uh, oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming fun. on. But I tell you no what, worries. right? It's fascinating because everybody take something so different from Doctor Who. We're all different and we all have different likes and dislikes and the spectrum of answers that I've had already has been so interesting. Like, I've had somebody on already that hates Blink. Wow. (laughs) Wow. You don't hear that. (gasps) Ooh. Woof. No, you don't. And, and... Uh, do you know what? Bring on the controversial opinions. I say I want to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> I it. That. It's I a good attitude that. to have. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Okay. So your, your other podcast as well. What's your fandom? What's your fandom? So this was something that happened really kind of accidentally and organically. Uh, myself and my friend Stuart, we chat all the time about everything else, not Doctor Who, because he's not a Doctor Who fan, but he's super into I don't know Marvel. Uh, Star Wars name a fandom we have an opinion on it and it was sort of a place where we can spend an hour a week or so chatting about that awesome. and, and it sort of happened by accident we've got a good rapport he has so much knowledge about everything that I don't have knowledge about <laughs> right. and so it's really good to come to the I, I come to the party with questions and for him to have all this like information to, to, it's just it's really interesting like so far we've talked about things like back to the future the flash uh lord of the rings we've got so much more coming it's unreal because once you start talking about everything else, you realize how much there is to talk about. And we're currently recording kind of a mini series within the series, which we're calling The Rise and Fall of the MCU. Oh, yeah. 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 It is. It's interesting, but everyone does seem to have an opinion on it. Mm. And the long-term plan is to obviously have guests on as well to talk about what their fandoms are and see how that goes. So that's fun too. Awesome. Can I, I ask like Mike, actually, I know you, you DM me the other day about it. Uh, you just spoke then about Back to the Future. Uh, like two weeks ago, I rewatched the whole trilogy. And um, so do you have an answer to this? My question is, why does 17-year-old Marty McFly hang out with like 50-year-old Dr. Emmett Brown? Do you have an answer to this? Okay. I have two theories. Okay. The first theory is something really, really standard. Like, Doc asked him to look after Copernicus whilst he's off experimenting with science and shit. Okay. And he's just a kid who kind of got involved that way and kind of started learning. Okay. Uh, But I have a second theory, which is a bit timey-wimey, so bear with. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I like that. Now, time 
is not linear, <laughs> as we know. It's Love not it. cause and effect, right? It all happens all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Wibbly now, wobbly. Yeah, I'm going to... So I, I've kind of got a theory, and I've undone my own theory, but we'll get to that. My first thought is that Doc got in touch with Marty to be friends, to hang out, because Doc has already met Marty in 1955. Right. Because as far as Doc is concerned, it's already happened. So when he gets to the car park and the Libyans shoot him and he's wearing the the vest, yes. it's because it's already happened. That's a good point. So Doc and Marty have met already for the Doc, but we're watching it from Marty's That's perspective. A good point. That's a great point. Mm. I, yes. I'm going to... Right. Okay, you're with me so far, but this is where I've undone my theory. Slightly. No, no, I'm going to... No, no, I think I have undone it because when Marty goes back... Oh, my God, this is spinning me out. Right. When Marty <laughs> goes back to 1955, right? Yeah. And, he's, and he lands in that farm, that farm or that, lo- mm-hmm. that, that lodge, and there's, yeah, it's meant like to the, be the Twin Pine, pine The Twin Mall, Pine, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he drives off and he knocks one over mm-hmm. and he directly influences the end where it becomes it's, just it's the a, one It's a single pine, single pine, yes, mall. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, so if that... That kind of contradicts what I just said. That means that the 1985 that Marty was at the beginning of the film is actually not the 1985 he goes back to at the end of the first film because he's changed events. Yeah. Right? So if that's the case, then Doc can't have met Marty in 1955 because he's just gone back and met him. As someone who has only seen these movies once and not no, even the third one, time? I think it's the first one twice. What? Dude, that's so Are good. you serious? Yeah, they're well, classic. Get out! My head was just like. Then I have, but I'm sure that made sense to you, Connor. It does. does yeah. it, is this theory correct? A- absolutely. Yeah. I. 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 And Confirm it. Oh God, they're so great. Those movies. Oh my god. They're I, so I, good. I loved rewatching them. But did you so Mike, Mike's insane theory is yeah, no, did that I, make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I also think like when you try and break down any uh time traveling TV show or movie, you will find plot holes and that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll have to kinda just go along with it. You win a, some, you lose a, some, you know. It's a time travel thing and it's like who knows, who, you know. Who knows? I think think of it like like that ball of timey wimey madness. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that yeah. I think it's it's easier to think about it. We're watching it linearly from Marty's point of view, mm. but for Doc, it's kind of already happened. So he would, like, he knows he's invented time travel because Marty goes back, and then he invents time travel. That's the whole premise of the film. So in that respect, he knows he knows Marty from the eighty-five because he's already met him in the fifties. Yeah, that does actually make sense. My head, but apparently is the. Just... the <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the creators are, are refusing to comment on how yes. they know each other. Yeah. It's something Ooh. they don't want to talk about. They're just like, we're not like going to answer it. It's up to you. So it is. Do, is, it, is it up to you or do they not know? They don't know. They don't know. One last thing on that. Um, one of Biff's many iconic lines. I love Biff Tannen, by the way. One of the best characters in a movie. So great. When he says, uh, you know, one of my favorites is, uh, what are you looking at, butthead? Obviously, a fantastic line. Mm-hmm. So great. And like, I used to watch these movies with my mum, and I thought she remembered it. I went up to her, and I was like, what are you looking at, butthead? And she was like, what? And I was like, 
Oh no, <laughs> my son's broken. Back to the future. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. It looked to me like I was a weirdo. Such dude, they're such great films. Absolutely loved rewatching them. I, well, I recently watched um, the Apple TV Michael J. Fox documentary mm, called Still, mm, mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I was watching same. that, and I was like, yeah. oof, I've got to rewatch Back to the Future, mm. and I've got the third one on Blu-ray, and I've yeah. never watched it, so I need to. I need to do all three. So yeah, do, do a that. fat rewatch. That, that was a that was a good uh, Back to the Future. Uh, uh, that's what the 50% is all about baby we are podcast. the 50% Doctor Who podcast that you can follow are, us on Twitter and Instagram at 50Doctor coming up on today's show we're going to bombard Mike with some more questions in gotta a very go quick fire fashion gotta go fast. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest from everyone's favourite hot topic doomsday um, we're going to be reviewing it takes you away and following up from last week we're going to do a few more listeners questions and Mel is back Oh, ah! I forgot about that. Sorry, yeah, that news that news broke after I made the run sheet, so I it's not on there. But we're going to talk about Mel very soon as well. So Mel's back. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe so you can go to a thousand subscribers, and make sure you check out all of Mike's podcasting and stuff. We'll have it all linked below, and so you can all follow up on that. It's In amazing stuff. Um, and yeah, we have a coffee. So if you want to drop us a dollar to buy a coffee or most likely a beer, you can feel free to do that. Not that you would ever want to. Let's uh, <laughs> very, very salinated. Let's selling. you're selling it really well. Roll into the show. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 percent. Pop, 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 cat, cat, cat. Three years old today. Three. Yep. This, this sting. We should do a three year anniversary for, for the theme in five weeks. Yeah, because it wasn't actually the first. That yeah, this, that, that comment was actually the theme song only false. came into play five episodes into the podcast. You want me podcast. to re-record it live? Yeah, I, I think mean, we should. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I should whip out a mixing desk and try and do it uh, all live. Yeah, I'm, I'm an artist at heart. You know, I need well, to that's be one prepared word. myself to get back into the 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 <laughs> uh, the mode of a uh, a rapper. So, Mike, Mike, Mike. Have Hello? you? I know you have listened to uh, a few of our podcasts before. Have you ever heard of a little segment? called speedy who it's ringing a bell it's ringing a bell well maybe maybe this might it's ring some more bells fast. for you brace yourselves this usually comes out pretty fucking loud It's Speedy Who! It's Speedy Who, baby. This is the segment where we're going to bombard Mike with some questions as uh, so our audience can get a bit of an idea of who Mike is. Mostly Doctor Who related. There's some curveball ones about general things in there. And what we want you to do here, Mike, is basically the first thing that comes to mind. You're probably going to regret half these decisions once you've thought for them a little mm-hmm. bit, but just the first thing that comes to mind, spitfire those questions, those answers out there. And we'll circle back to the ones that we, uh, mm-hmm. that maybe we got a little bit curious about, right? All right. Shall we do it? Let's do it. All right. Take a breath. It's going to be be quick. Favorite Doctor? 12. Favorite season? 11. Tomato sauce, fridge or pantry? Fridge. Cool. Good. Good answer. Last episode of Doctor Who you watched? It takes you away. That tends to be the answer when we're recording an an, an episode. Uh... What's a one-word hope for RTD2? Change. Mm-hmm. Favorite TARDIS team or duo? 12 and Bill. Okay. Love that. Favorite non-Doctor Who TV show or, or movie? Fuck. 
<laughs> no. We've got him. We've got him, guys. <laughs> Serenity film. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. That's a that's a really sad. That's answer. a bit deep. That's okay. a really sad um, answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what's an episode of Doctor Who that you hate but others love? Oh shit! I hate. Hate is such a strong word. Okay, one that you just dislike more than general the general public, mate. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Quick the thoughts. Eleventh hour. Oh no! Oh, oh okay. Mm. We're gonna have some harsh words after this oh, last yeah. question. Oh, uh, yeah. You have one hour to live, Mike. What is the last episode of Doctor Who you'll watch? Assuming that in that last hour you will watch a Doctor Who episode. The woman who fell to Earth. Oh, uh, we've got some. We got. We got some hard words to to have here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've never heard. You wanted controversy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you wanted. And it's yeah, okay, typically. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that season 11 is their favourite season. Yeah, let's, let's start Can there. You please, please. I like, I like that. That's a good answer. Season let's, 11? Oh, my God. Talk to us about that. Okay, so... It is so different to everything else that we had in New Who. That is true. Agree. And it was refreshing. And I think at the time, it's sort of, especially online, it wasn't really cool to be loving 13 and Chibnall in that era. And and if you if you did, you were going slightly against the grain, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, so, it's sort of, I think of season 11 as quite a comforting season. I think of it as it's sort of comfort who if I wanted to just kind of wrap myself up and enjoy myself without too much stress because there were were some episodes that were stressful Mm -hmm. and this would be a nice moment and I like I keep on doing this because this is how I describe the Chibnall era it's its own little capsule of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. and it's it exists by itself with its own you know, its own cast that go through the whole thing, its own uh, composer that's just done that era. It's got a very different look. And I think it exists kind of separately to the rest of the canon in a way. Yeah, I I kind of agree. Positive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all good stuff, yeah. I think in time, this era, I hope, will be rewatched and thought of quite well because everyone is... I say everyone. A lot of people are quite quick to hate on this era and they tend to dislike a lot about it. And please don't get me wrong, every era is not without its flaws. It's impossible. Mm. But these 10 episodes, I just enjoy them. That's fair. And and I've been, I've been loving it. Them. As we've well, gone we've through this season. A bit of a, well, more me, like a re- renaissance, whatever the name is. Like, yeah. You know, I've had a change... Yeah, you enjoy it far more than you did. I, even yeah. then, like, because I always thought it was good. I never really loved it. Yeah. But I, on this rewatch, I am definitely loving certain episodes. Yeah, which same. is Which is yeah. really, really yeah, great. I, I really disliked I th- it, I think, but now I really like it, so. 
there's lots of layers to it, but you have to be willing to rewatch it to see those layers. Mm-hmm. And I think because if your immediate reaction is, no, this isn't my Doctor, this isn't my era, I don't feel the need to watch that again, then you're the one that's missing out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think like series 11 definitely is like a rewatch season because when you're watching it as it's mm. airing and you're watching those big twists and two-parters and an ongoing story and you don't get that, it is a bit like, uh meh because that, that's mm. the stuff that does get as hyped a lot of the time as, yeah, as viewers almost, yeah. yeah when you can speculate over yeah. stuff but they never really gave you stuff to speculate over but then knowing that and going back to them and just watching them in in hindsight right is i think so much more enjoyable just seeing this one episode each one of these episodes just be their own thing it's been it's been great no actually. i agree yeah mm. so so do you not uh like 11th hour then is that the? <laughs> that's I gotta know. I, I love that. I gotta episode. know. What are you okay, doing? so okay, so no, no, it's not that I don't love it. I don't, I don't hate it because hate is a very strong word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the 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 eleventh Doctor, for me, I got into the eleventh Doctor towards the end of his run. I I don't think I'm a massive Amy and Rory fan. Like they're fine. I don't okay. dislike them or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just not my go-to team. Uh, I I can happily start watching the Eleventh Doctor from the Snowmen and watch from there onwards yes, because I think the that Clara kind of kind of brings a new energy to the show that I think it needed at that point. Series five I think is a great season. Season six I don't rate highly there's some standout episodes but I don't rate it. I don't like the way it was split up between the years. Yes, yeah, I don't like the the. The I don't like that's kill Hitler. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and, and, oh god! And I just yeah. think it it ruined it. Kind of it just it didn't. I wanted consistency at that point, and we didn't get it. The wedding of River Song is terrible. Mm-hmm. Ter- I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what I couldn't tell you what it's about. It's about it's about nothing. And then that's 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 it's it. about nothing. <laughs> no, it's mental. And then seven A is not a strong part of the series these one-off cinematic episodes for me don't really stand out i could just skip them Mm -hmm. i just i just can i could skip the whole but then when he gets clara and you're leading to the 50th i get excited again and Mm -hmm. that that's what that gave me so the 11th hour i watched it again recently actually because i'm doing a rewatch, and i did really enjoy myself watching it a lot more than i thought i would there's some great stuff in there i love the look of it and i think actually Matt Smith's performance. He's the eleventh Doctor straight away. Mm-hmm. People say he yeah. grew into that role. I think it's all there. I think he's a great Doctor. Yeah. But I think they underused some fantastic supporting actors and characters. Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman. Is there what is, what doing is she doing? Nothing. Yeah. What's she doing in like what, a one what minute role? What was the point in that? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Silly. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It was just a bit kind of. It's finding its feet. There are more successful first like first episodes for Doctors in, in their introduction, I think. So I just, like, that was a impulse oh, decision. No. You made me choose something oh, no. on the spot. I had to you choose know, it. You were like redeeming yourself for a second there, Mike. You were like, yeah, you know, seven seven B, good stuff. Six, not great. That those are all decisions that I love and very much agree with. Mm-hmm. And then you went back and you said that it's not the strongest first episode for a Doctor, and I'm just immediately angry again. I just I don't like the big eye thing. The big eye I don't like it. What do you have against eyes, man? It's 
I get I have it. nothing against eyes, it. you know. It's just we've all got them, you know. It's neither here nor yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all, yeah. Well, if we're lucky, we've got them. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. lucky we got them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and my last one I want to sort of follow up on is the frown that you gave me when you said tomato sauce fridge or pantry <laughs> was as a frown of a genuine just being baffled at the other option. Of course it goes in the fridge. Why would you keep it anywhere else? Why do you Okay, here's one. In in the UK, Wales, Scotland, England, whatever, why do you you don't need fridges? You, you just Well, houses are naturally cold. It's cold. It's, it's not just, that cold. It's cold. I've been and it's cold. cold. It's it was cold. It, kind of cold. It's not it's not refrigeration cold. Surely, you, wouldn't, you need to keep milk in the fridge. Maybe in maybe in summer, but surely it comes to winter we, and we went you've got frost been, on the street. It's like I'm just going to put yeah, my we, cheese on the front lawn. When you went to Wales, was it winter? It were it, it. Oh, I actually don't know. I went in winter. I think so. I remember it being it was, very wet. It was bloody so, freezing. Yeah, so cold. Yeah, so cold. But we we had this from Vinny the other day. Vinny, good good friend of the show. Mm-hmm. I was like Snapchat and it was like eight degrees and she was like, Connor, it's eight degrees in, in, in England right now. And we're loving it. And I'm like, I know. But we're, but we're warm blood. As someone who we're peace and love, the Brits are cold blood, you know, they're, they're used to the cold. For we're the last warm. 12 weeks, I've been doing a, a podcast with Vinny every week, Ted Lasso post-match, if there's any Ted Lasso fans out there. No. And <laughs> no, I've never mentioned it. Um, <laughs> And, and yeah, every week should rock up usually with like just shorts on. And I was like, Vinny, what are you doing? I'm rocking shorts. It's the UK. I'm rocking shorts in the old... Uh, I don't think I've ever taken a pair of shorts cold. on a holiday to the UK. Granted, every single one of my UK trips has, I think, almost always been in winter. At least in the last like seven years. I've, I've been back like three times and it's always been in winter. So... Well, Mike, we, well, we went to Cardiff for the Dot 2 experience. Did mm-hmm. you ever get to go to it? I did. Hey! Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, I went when it was Peter Capaldi's first season, season right. eight time. Uh, and yeah, it was really cool. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I, I, it was a, just a random middle of the week, last minute thing. Me and a couple of friends decided to go and it, it, it was really cool. It's so sad that it, doesn't, it isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just Sucks. so sad. Yeah. All those costumes and monsters and things, they were there for you to go up and touch and see and it was just as connor would really cool. stroke connor likes to I, stroke the costume I, yes. yeah i went yes. like two weeks before it closed and um it was fairly empty it was actually like you said it was, it was very sad i was very yeah. upset about it but yeah. my favorite dot two costume is peter capaldi's red velvet suit and i saw it Ooh. and there's people like walking around you know making sure no one touched <laughs> the anything. security guards with you know, she walked around the corner and i was like can i give it a stroke <laughs> touched it and uh, I'll never forget it. I could still, when I close my eyes, I can still kind of remember how it felt. <laughs> and it felt glorious, man. I was like, mm. Peter's worn this, you know. Mm. Sounds a bit weird, but it's actually one of the most like memorable things I've ever done in my life. I'm actually quite proud stroking. that I did it. I, I, yeah, look. stroking Peter's red velvet suit. That's lapel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was glorious. It looked so, oh, such an amazing, it was such a great experience. Glorious so would be a better answer if it was uh, 13's coat. I feel glorious, glorious, glorious. Okay, all right. Let's let's move on to a couple of things. Funny boys, you know. Firstly, Mel's back. Oh ah, my god! Wow, Mel's back. Mm-hmm. 
the the screaming ginger is back and as a fellow screaming ginger who often screams into this microphone i am i'm happy to see mel back um that ginger rep we love it we've got donna in there and now we've got mel in there double dose so of ginger. It is in the 60th uh, they didn't say they were actually very sneaky with their mm. press release and didn't didn't touch on it at all right. but one thing i will say and mild 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 like set pick thing here it's not a spoiler but everyone's been warned it's about a chicken mild you know it the the photo that mel was in in the press release uh-huh. had a sort of like a military industrial kind of background with a big h like a helipad h and one thing that did come out on google earth while they were filming the 60th, someone leaks. I know Google someone Earth. went over to to Bad Wolf Bay and found a giant helipad <laughs> in the in the car park that they'd filmed on. It was the unit thing. Wasn't the, it? it was a unit helipad, yeah. I think. So, I think we're gonna see. I think it's gonna be from the 60th. Uh huh. Um, but then I was also like, if they're announcing it now, then usually they do that quite right before they start doing some location filming with the actors. So maybe maybe Mel's in the 60th and Series 14, and we're about that, to see her. They could her. use that set for um the unit spin-off well, well yeah that's also, a big set though but also they can bad, bad wolf productions is massive man they got a massive, massive backyard they could i actually went on their website and looked at the sound stages and they are very big mike uh, are you a mel fan how are you feeling that mel is back so i've never seen mel in doctor who because i've not seen that that particular era i've only seen her in the power of the doctor mm-hmm. and mm. um what did you but think of her one line? It is so like, well, I, to, to be honest, I thought she, she, she gave quite a lot in that one line. That's yeah, she, she is, came across yeah. as a genuine person who was asking whatever the question was. I don't even know what the line was, but she she sounded genuine and it sounded realistic, um, which from what I gather is not what Mel is widely known for. She just sort of known for screaming for two minutes at a time. Yeah. yeah. I have friends who are really excited about her coming back. Cool. Like super excited. So that's gotta be a good thing. I mean, Bonnie Langford is very well thought of as an, as an actress. So it, it's, it's fab. It's great. We need to have a link to the classic series, which other than Sarah Jane, and Davros, Russell T. Davis didn't do much of that. He really did focus on making it new mm. and his own thing. So I think it's quite nice to have more ties to the old. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think something with Mel is she's... Uh, yeah, she definitely isn't the strongest companion in her run. But I think she's got a lot of potential there. And I think that's what I'm most interested by. Like, you know, if they brought Rose back, we know Rose inside and out. Bringing someone back like Mel, who we kind of didn't really get to know, because she was only in, I think, like five, six serials, I think. So the fact that we now will probably get to know her a little bit more under under Russell's incredible writing, and by the sounds of it, she's in it quite a bit. He spe- like specified it's not just a cameo; mm. it's a, it's a it's a starring, mm. featuring role. So I'm really excited to see some more depth come to her character. And it's just a nice little nugget that she was in the centenary and now they're going to expand on that in, in this. I think that's like a really, obviously not intentional, but I, I think a really cool little lead-in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's really cool. I, I obviously saw her in the uh, Time of Victorious. Uh, no, the Time Trial of the Time Lords. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> kind of num- number one fan of Time Lord Victorious. God, I am tired. Sorry. I uh, No, I, obviously I saw her in the uh, Trial of Time Lords. Yes. Which... Uh, 
I reviewed with uh, Josh Snares. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, <laughs> that was an interesting time, you know. It was, it, it was, it was a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming, you know. Mm-hmm. But she, she seems really cool, and I, I know she's in Sylvester's first story, and well, his whole first season. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Actually. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't really know much about her, but I think it's really cool she's back. And, anyone, you know, anyone that wants to get to know Mel a little bit more when we finish. So we're about three months out from finishing our rewatch which will be huge for us incredible seriously three months is that it yeah well we've got one season to do pretty much um and then we're it's three years god damn Uh, anyways once we do that in the lead up to the 60th um this isn't going to happen once we finish the 60th we will do some of it but in the lead up to the 60th we're going to do solely classic reviews maybe a couple topic videos but we're going to do a classic review for each doctor and for Sylvester's story, I think we should do Dragonfire because that would be awesome to see how Mel departed the show. Makes and so sense, that yeah. way, when she rocks up in the show and reunites with the Doctor, we can sort of maybe get some references. Even Russell said himself, like, what is she doing back on Earth? Like, mm. he, he's definitely going to address the way that she ended off. So I think it would be really well, cool to do that. And also to clarify, I did get memed on Twitter today. <laughs> kind of got bullied on Twitter. I got bullied on Twitter because... I uh, love it. I basically said, like, uh, Glitz, who is the character who is in the Glitz. Trial of Time Cibron, Cibron Glitz, I think? Yeah, I basically posted a picture and said, like, if Glitz isn't in it, I'm turning off the 60th as a joke. And then good friend Josh Snares was like, babes, they're dead. He, he can't come back. Mm, I think he died last year. Like, the actor died. And then uh, I got ratioed hard. Mm-hmm. My tweet got, like, 50 likes and... There's got like a hundred and something. One so. billion. I got I got ratio hard and other one's saying to me, Who are you? What are you doing? You're not a fan. How do you not know? And Fake I was like, fan. I'm sorry, I didn't know he I didn't know he passed away. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no glitz. No glitz. Which is a shame because he's actually quite good in the trial of the time laws. Yeah. He pops up like in every serial. Well I think apart from one, but Yeah, yeah he's he's in a bit of it, yeah. yeah. And um Fun yeah, character. he's in uh, Mel's last story so you'll get to see him again is he actually yeah that's why Russell was like what happened to him what happened to Glitz oh, okay in, in All right. I'm very keen for that love yeah. Glitz yeah. so there's gonna be lots of little rest, rest in peace obviously. classic that's references I didn't mean to be mean on Twitter the one let's talk very briefly on Doomsday which has officially launched Doom Doomsday hour one is the first part if you uh, can't guess it is the first hour of Doomsday's story we'll talk about that in two seconds Mike how are you feeling about Doomsday Eh. Mood. Mood. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't think the Time Lord Victorious was the most successful thing that they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I did try. I read two of the books. I read the comics. I have no memory of any of it after <laughs> having read it. It didn't have any impact. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I wasn't hugely fussed on the trailer that they released a few months ago on Instagram. I was just a bit like, okay, sure, why not? Yeah. But... Since then, the artwork has stepped up a bit, and it does look a bit better. Um, I might give one of the books a go to see, mm-hmm. because I do like reading the Doctor Who books. Okay. Uh, but I'm not, like, racing to see it. <laughs> eh. Not racing to see what happens to Doom. Or do live. No, no, not really. <laughs> imagine. I don't imagine really care. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe after twenty fourth hour she, she just, just dies. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't. So they released the first 
chapter for free. Hour one is a Hour basically one. a short story that is on the BBC or well, on the Doctor Who website. <laughs> and I texted Aid and I said, "I'll read it for the show this week and I'll review it." And then literally when I got here, I read the run sheet and went, "Oh shit." I forgot to read it, so I haven't read it. But did you read it? I skim read uh, a bit of the start and yeah, it's not very throughout long, it. Is it. It's not very long, but it did not demand my attention span at all. And okay. I was reading it, and I was like, "This, I, I didn't like it." Uh, and like I said, skim read it. Maybe it was a different experience if I sat there with a tea. I want to put that out there. You know, probably didn't give it the full reading experience it deserved, but. I like from the first like two lines in it I was like I just I didn't enjoy the way that it was like written and the way that Doom was like this kind of uh kind of like a river song-esque but not not good okay <laughs> sorry that was kind of blunt okay. but I uh <laughs> I kind of wish I read it now to it was it seemed fine I'll read it for next week folks I'll, I'll be sure to read it to be continued but that'll be but it though I'm not going to read it anymore my biggest gripe is like where is the timeline like why don't we have like a official Doctor Who timeline posted where it's like hours one will be in this hours two to three will be in this big finish set that'd be helpful we yeah. don't have mm. that and and I think I was looking someone posted a chart the other day once again made by a fan not an officially released thing and it was like here's the releases that we know so far and it was like chapter one and then it was like hours four to seven of this and then like hours 16 to 19 of this and i was like why do we have gaps where we don't know yeah. what's being released and what like for so me follow. like why don't you just put out a thing that's like you don't have to release it all at once but just say you know hours one to six are going to be in these mediums and this is that's where you get started like I, I, for me I just think it, the whole thing's been handled messy, messily and that's why I'm going into all this stuff with such a negative attitude and I hate doing that yeah. but it, it's put me in a, in, the, in a bad mood I wonder if they always plan to put out the first chapter for free yeah they, they said that in the press release they said oh, the okay. first and last hour will be available on the BBC oh, the website yeah so we can know how it ends I, I'll, I'll, I'll read how it ends thank god Let's see if Doom. <laughs> let's see if Doom actually does meet her uh, demise. Demise. Her doom. Yeah, her actual doom. Any any last thoughts on Doom, Mike? As you suckle on your lovely tea. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. I think you're speaking for everyone. That's there. what sucks. It's like they. This is 60th year. They're giving us this, and it's like no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. No one Not wants me. to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not what, me. What Don't want to listen to it. it, it is this really what you're giving us? Like, mm. do I have to beg? Like, I like what's the ambition, you know? Yeah. I like yeah. the ambition. Same, I like that, the idea of all this yeah. different media and, yeah. and stuff. I just, you know, maybe give us uh, a character we already love because then we yeah. might be more interested yeah. to give you know, our money for it. Yeah. Like, I'm all for new characters and stuff, but I just think putting this much, like, like four, yeah. three or four big finish sets or whatever and like two or three books and and like some game content and stuff it's like that's a lot to demand from a character we've never met before and yeah, exactly I'm, I'm just last well, thing my especially ladies. it's not if it was like a spin-off main show then yeah I, i'd be more inclined yeah. to watch it but i don't know I'd that i want it. to invest yeah. hours in reading a book in a character that i don't know and i know is probably not going to ever rock up in the tv show yeah well like you were saying you know about the town of victorious thing like i understand like why but like you were curious to you know, want to 
divulge mm. into that story because that's an interesting story for me. Yeah, and I think that's I remember thinking like great this catalyst. is actually a cool story, but yeah. I found it a little bit convoluted. But I was like, it's actually a cool idea, mm. and but you're right, that's like you know that's a established storyline. Whilst yeah. this is just like here's this. Here you go. Fetch. Is that any good? We don't... Anyway, whatever. If you want to listen to it, you can. It's like, uh, no. Yeah. Will Doom yeah. rock up in Doctor Who? No. I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty funny if she did. Yeah. But you're right. The, the new artwork, I think, has stepped up. I think that stuff does look good. So that's... Yeah, actually, yeah. Promising. No, and, and we love the dubstep theme song. Boy, you that's Dude. it. That's our rendition. Dude. Okay, let's let's get on to the reason that we are here. That is why we're here. That is why. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Uh, <laughs> there's an episode of Doctor Who, and that's what we like to do. We talk about it, and I'm terrible at segueing, so let's just well segue as I go to the toilet, and you guys. You're gonna go to the toilet. Way. Okay. Well, you're gonna miss the episode synopsis. No, Jesus Christ! Not this. The this is the stuff that I put up with regularly with Connor. It's literally okay. Last last oh, week geez. when we recorded, this guy went to the toilet. I think three times during the recording. I literally <laughs> the look he gave me as he left the room just then. Um, <laughs> so unprofessional. I know, man. Man. Man needs a wee. <laughs> okay, it takes you away. It is the ninth and penultimate episode of the 11th series of the British science fiction television program, Doctor Who. It was written by Ed Heim and directed by Jamie Childs and was first broadcast on BBC One on the 2nd of December, 2018. Set in Norway in 2018, the episode involves the alien time traveler, the 13th Doctor and her companions, Graham, Ryan and Yaz, investigating the disappearance of a widower called Eric and the assistance of, with the assistance of his daughter, Han. I think I found that right. Han? Is that right? Han? Uh, Hannah, I think it is. Hannah. Hannah. Maybe it's Hannah. Yeah, there's no H at the end. It's just it's Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. spelled, I guess it's that, that Norwegian vibes. It's uh, H-A-N-N-E. So. I think it's Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds Apologies. like a, a more real name than Han. Hold it. Han. 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 Um, okay. So, as we always do, in 2018, Mike. That is back. What did you think of It Takes You Away? I didn't think much of it in 2018. Oh, no. I sort of thought uh, that was okay. Uh It was fine. There was a frog. (laughs) There was a frog, to be fair. (laughs) And that's what I thought in 2018. Yeah, good. Good in-depth thoughts. 2018, Mike, mm-hmm. thought very deeply mm-hmm. about it takes you away. Mm-hmm. Connor, 2018, how much did you hate this episode? Such a fun story about this. Really? I'm in Gold Coast, okay? Wow. So that fun. is where Crispy Pro lives. Not trying to dox him. Not was exactly it Queensland? Gold Coast. Queensland? Queensland. Coast? Yeah, yeah, Queensland. Queen. Um, I was there on holiday. It was December, I think, or November. Mm-hmm. Um, we had just gone to a theme park called Movie World. That's, that's a theme park. And uh, I'd heard... that I read this, like, advanced review, and it's like, you do not want to miss this episode. Advanced review was like, frog. I'll never forget <laughs> where I was when I watched this episode. And I was like, something huge is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like Peter Capaldi is going to walk in. Like, <laughs> something, something huge is going to happen. Peter Capaldi is going to be a frog. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the frog voice by Peter Capaldi. Yeah, and uh, we got to the theme park, and I was so keen to watch it that on the way home in the Uber, it was like an hour drive. I was like, now. Yeah, I'll watch it. So I sat in the Uber watching it in the front seat. And my driver's like, what are you watching? I'm like, Frogs. Oh, Dr. Who's. George Dr. Who's like, nah, I'm like, ah, it's good. I had my AirPods. I was like, it's good. It's all right. He's like, what's the frog? And I didn't say that. It's like, is that a frog? Is that a fucking frog? But I watched it. I was like, what's the hot bar? But what? What was that? I was what's like, the ribbit? what's the ribbit? Yeah, ribbit? what's the ribbit? I'm like, what's the... Yeah, I was like, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not anything great. That's why I thought, like Mike just said, that's why I thought then. I remember like, enjoying it at the time, not being like it's the bee's knees, but I do remember it being a highlight of the season for me. I didn't, I don't want to say I loved it, but I definitely uh, was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I first watched it. But now, now I'm very curious as to how we all sit with this now. God, Mike, what do Mike. you think? I keep wanting to call you Mike Yates, the unit soldier from from classic <laughs> Doctor Who. Mike Yates. Mike Yates. I mean, I'll answer to anything. It's fine. You can call me Mike Yates if you want. <laughs> okay, now I really bloody enjoy it. Mm, very nice. Very I nice. really like it. I have, I have, can I quote you some things? Yeah, sure. Sure, of course. I have two quotes, okay, about this mm-hmm. episode, right? The first one's from the Radio Times. It says, on balance... It takes you away is a disappointing excursion and mostly plays like some generic dreck you'd stumble upon while channel hopping through the higher numbers in your TV guide. Wow. Tolerate for 30 seconds before moving hastily on. And extraordinarily, it's going out under the banner of Doctor Who on primetime BBC One. Wow. Okay. Damn. That wow. was the Radio Times. And at the same time, The Independent said... Trank room. Metaphysics and Doctor Who don't always mesh, but It Takes You Away is thoughtful and big-hearted, blending scares and surrealism with self-confidence. Next week's finale may yet surpass it, but as of now, this stands unchallenged as the season's finest episode. Divisive. Very. Mm. Very divisive. I think this episode gets better and better and better the more you watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I fucking love it. I didn't know The Independent was actually... Yeah. Real. Is I, that actually a thing? You thought that The Independent was, was just a Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso thing? Yeah, okay. Oh, my God, God. That's why I took away from um, that. Sorry. <laughs> nah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I fucking love it. I think it's... I loved it even more this time watching it. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, now it's in a highlight... For, for it's definitely in the top three for series 11 for me in a season that I would struggle to put together a top three because I think there's a lot of episodes that are up there. I think there's quite a few ones that are not up there, <laughs> but the the highs in this season for me, like they're good. They're really good. And I think this season has been so fucking consistent. We were saying how series 10 was consistent, but it was like consistently average. I think this season has been like consistently really enjoyable for me. And this episode... It takes me away. It takes my breath away. Oh, um, wow. there it is. I think it's great. I love the frog. Man, Brilliant. fucking, hey, we've got, okay, last week we were begging for mm. like a, some reference. Uh, someone's nan just died. 
And we were like, where's the character? Why is Ryan not going up and being like, yeah, oh, feels you know, I've been there. Like, I, like, why are we not having these character beats? And that is something that has been missing, you know, that these characters are dealing with the death of someone and, and things like that. But this episode, we actually got to see really good character work from almost everyone. Maybe Yaz is a little bit in the background there, but, you know, uh, that's series 11. Uh, but, like, Graham, I thought, gets... <laughs> Some really great character work. Yeah. Um, I thought this was the ultimate test for his character after everything he's been through the last nine episodes. Ryan having to look after a kid. Um, a kid that he is so like, my dad my dad left me. I love so that. So your dad left I you. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so yeah. good writing. That was so great. Yeah. I think Jody's great. I think Jody, you know, the doctor knows what it's like to be alone and almost be in her own universe. And then to have her versing a a universe that is lonely and just wants a friend, but the doctor just can't give her that. I thought that was, that was beautiful. Connor, sorry. What did you think? I really dove into it. That's okay. So like I said, 2018, when I read that review, it was like, I remember reading a quote. It was like, there, there has never been an episode of Doctor Who. Like it takes you, it takes you away. Mm -hmm. And now I totally agree with that. So, is that a good thing? Yeah, I love it. You love it? Oh, yeah. I never thought wow. you'd love it, man. I did not think you'd love it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That's awesome. There really isn't an episode like this. Like, there isn't. No. And I don't think there will be. And for that, I I really just love it. Yeah. Like, I think it's so it's so unique. And I'm like, where? why? Like, because I love unique Doctor Who. And I'm like, in... 2018 like why didn't i mm -hmm. like it as much as i do now i'm like i love that unique stuff like yeah. and it is just it's its own thing mm. and it's so mm. isolated and it has this like kind of like really creepy vibe to it almost like it's, yeah. and it's just and it's weird and i it's love weird. weird it's like I weird and different weird. i think i've changed a bit because like now i like my favorite movie is The Lighthouse. It's fucking weird. Dude, that's fucking weird. It is weird. And I'm like, I must have just like changed a little bit. So I'm like... Mermaid Vagina is the only way I can describe that, that movie. That is a mermaid vagina, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, now I'm like, this is me now. This <laughs> mermaid Vagina. Like, like Mermaid Vagina. <laughs> this, is my, <laughs> this is my life. And I, and I yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's not like, it's not like my favorite, like, it's not like my go-to probably like favorite episode, but like, I, I think it's so unique and, mm. oh, it's so, it's so well placed in the season, being it episode is. nine. It's just, yeah. Okay. I have, I have a contrary opinion. Yeah. Go ahead. Contrary please, opinion. please, please. Okay. So I, you're going on next week to watch the battle of Ranskorav Kolos, right? <laughs> we Which sure gets, are. Which gets a really, really bad slating from most viewers. Mm. I actually don't mind it. I'm going to put that out there. I think it's actually not as bad as everybody else thinks it is. Okay. But I think, Connor, what you were saying just then about why didn't you like it in 2018, I yeah. think there is an expectation that we all have when we're going towards a series finale that's been built into us since 2005. Mm -hmm, and right, that yeah. expectation is there all the time. And we're expecting that story to build, the build, the build, the build, the build. And it's not what we got in, in season 11. There is no build up to an end. It just ends. And I think that's why Ranscraft Kolos gets quite a bad 
uh, people don't like it. People just don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's got quite a bad a rap. Universally unliked episode, but controversial reordering of episodes time. Love it. The scene, the sequence in Ran Skoraf Kolos, where you've got the Ux floating their magical rocky things, yeah. and uh, Tim Shaw zooms down from what happened in The Woman Who Fell to Earth, mm-hmm. right? You put that as a post-credit sequence at the end of the Ghost Monument. That's your first thing. So mm-hmm. you've got a tie. A story is going to continue to later on, right? Ran Skoraf Kolos becomes episode... Seven, six, seven, maybe eight. So you get that emotional run through for some for some of those characters for that moment, and it takes you away. Becomes the season finale. I think it should have been the finale. I agree. Th- this has got all the characterization finale moments that you need. Mm-hmm. These characters started off that journey, and it ends in this episode. And I wish they'd been brave enough to do that. I know. It will be brave. It'll be some big dick energy doing that. Like, because it's not big. Absolutely. It's not bombastic. It, yeah. Nope. And I think that restructuring of things would make a huge difference into how people mm. see Series 11. Can I, can I pitch a, a slightly simpler version of that in simply swapping Go. 9 and 10? And yeah, Battle of yeah. Rexar of Colossus, because the only, the, my problem with, I mean, I've not watched this in years because Connor and I can't watch the show ahead of where we're doing, yeah. doing the reviews. Yeah, it's next. Um, yeah. 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 So, but from memory, it's like the only really big character moment in that is the whole Graham wanting to kill Tim Shaw, yes. I think. Yeah, um, the grace. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, it's like, what if that was nine and he's like going like, yeah, I need to, I need to kill him. And then 10 is it takes you away, which is then his redemption. And he, he then yes. sees her you know, as well. Yeah, he like, sees her. All that emotion. Yeah. He gets the opportuni- opportunity to be with her. But he, he's learned from everything. He's learned from trying to kill um, Tim Shaw and stuff that he just, like, he needs to move on from this. And living in this false universe would be the wrong decision. I, I think that's the problem. I think Nine just, like, they just need to be braver and just make Nine ten. Man, and, this ep- yeah, bro, yeah. this episode, like, it's so... It's so its own thing. Mm-hmm. I love that about it. Bro, it don't give a I fuck. Get, get, it does its own thing. A, I get such a unique bit of nostalgia from watching it. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the whole concept as well with the whole, you know, it's like um, uh, Hannah's dad is like with her mum mm-hmm. and Grace is there as well. And I think this whole idea of like grief and loss is such, it's a thing that affects all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I think particularly at the end where it's like, you need to let go. And I, I love how Graham finally finds out that it's not the real Grace when he mentions that Ryan is in danger. And it's like... Yeah, and she just wants him to stay. The Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the Grace that I know would have just been like, put him first. Yeah. And same thing with like Hannah's dad. It's like, the second the Doctor's like... And I love how the Doctor does that. It's like she shows it's like she's not real because it's like hey you can pick either him your husband or me Mm -hmm. but pick me because i have all this experience we can be it's all about being friends it's like i will be the best friend because it's like i have all this knowledge and she instantly turns to the doctor it's like if that's his wife and that's when he clocks on i love Mm -hmm. that it's like it's about grief it's about moving on Mm -hmm being stuck in the past 
even the doctor's like, I love that line from the doctor. It's like, I know you still blame yourself for yeah. Grace's death, mm-hmm. but it's not your fault. There's so many Which great lines in it. I love, and I think that's a great little plot point. I would have loved maybe a scene in another episode where maybe right. we saw Graham. That we we that, saw that yeah. from Graham. I don't know that we yeah. necessarily saw yeah. that that much, um, but it's great in this episode. It's such an interpretation, I guess, reading mm-hmm. into characters and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I uh, also I think the location filming ah oh, just is so. so- beautiful Dude, it's so good like it's so unique i know that was probably just like a forest in wales, wales guys but yeah i know it's yeah. wales what can i say it's stunning it's okay. fucking wales let's go but it looks like norway Love it looks that. like fucking norway okay that's awesome and that worked for me i thought it i love it i i really love like that is it like a north european thing norway's like quite north in europe right yeah that vibe yeah. Yeah. yeah um is it near sweden yeah, I, I, so, yeah. I love yep. that yeah, whole yeah. fucking thing. I love like Dutch movies. I love like all they and they all like Dutch people sound very similar to to these Norwegian characters. Apparently, this is I'm just going off of this episode, and so I was hearing those accents, and I was like, music to my ears. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love Dutch movies so, and Norwegian yeah, movies. So Everyone you- should watch um, the the worst uh, worst person in the world. It's a fucking fantastic movie that came out last year or the year before the fantastic Norwegian I movie I think it's Norwegian mm, okay mm-hmm. I love the um, I, this episode is so clever in so many ways but like I love that it's almost an episode of three parts and you get this first part which is really this like dark Nordic noir horror mm-hmm. where there's a beast in the woods and they, they've had to they've had to you know put boards across the cabin to stop anything getting in or so we think and it's that the lighting is stunning there's these shafts of light between all the boards coming into the scenes and lighting like the eyes on certain characters oh jamie childs does such a good job there um and the the tones and it's all very muted and 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 kind of dark and brown there's not a lot of contrast going on it's all very the same palette and i love that that's what noir does so well Mm. and then You've got that first third, which is that. And it's really frightening. You know, when Hannah is under the table and she's like, it takes you away, it takes you away, it yeah. takes you away. And you're just like, what the fuck takes you That's away? And you're hearing this yeah. roar and there's bear traps. It's horror. And I love that. And I probably would have loved the whole episode to carry on with that. But I like how brave it was in deciding then to go into an anti-zone with puppets and flesh moths and yeah. ribbons of like seven stomachs. Gothic sci-fi, like Philip Hinchcliffe kind of Completely. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved that. And I, the flesh moths are really a frightening idea. I don't uh-huh. like them. I don't like ribbons either, yeah. but I really don't like Fuck flesh that. moths. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, you know, they come out of his eye socket, yeah, don't they? They're, do. in, they're yeah, chewing they his flesh. Yeah. They come out, yeah. that's buzzing. Yeah. That's so scary, but in a good way. I love how sort of mental, the colours suddenly shift, this black and this bright red of the balloon. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just so, so different. I like the explanation of the anti-zone as well, this idea of a buffer little zone to protect our universe from something else. And then we go into this third place, which is a lot like the first place, but brighter. It's a very different colour palette, all different colours showing, different lighting. Um, did you notice as well, they, they flipped the screen? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you were mm. seeing everyone's yeah. like fringes the wrong way and, yeah. and, and yeah. stuff, and all the writing was the wrong way. And I was like, yes, That's I'm it. here for that. Love that. And I think, so that's a really, really interesting 
format for an episode. Mm-hmm. And that what that makes this stand out completely. And that's even before we get into the character stuff with the with the themes of of like you said, grief and the parental abandonment and I think Eric as a dad there should there's a scene missing here when they come back where it would have been nice for Ryan or Yaz actually Ryan because his dad's abandoned him but Yaz because she's a police officer as well they could have stepped in and been like look what you did is unforgivable you are incredibly lucky that your daughter recognizes that you're going through going through hell yeah. and that she's willing to forgive you and 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 let you back in so don't underestimate that like hold on to that now and try and get better for her that would have been a nice scene mm-hmm. yeah i also like i really like like you said earlier about the doctor leaving ryan with hannah mm-hmm. and the rest of them went through into the anti-zone i like to think headcanon is that the doctor recognized that they've both been abandoned by their dads and they could use that yeah. Yeah. as a thing to bond with. I like to think that that's what happened. Um, but if I'm like, I really like this episode. Okay. There's so much I love. I just, I want to spend like a small amount of time talking about things that I think would make it even better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause this is, this is me and my brain has been fizzing. So I think it's a shame that Ryan didn't get to see Grace. I agree. I'm not sure how thematically it would have been, it would have concluded or whether Ryan would have gone in and been like, you're not Grace, like Hannah was. Maybe we didn't need it. I'm not sure, right, I but see. I think it is a bit of a shame that they didn't get a chance to meet again. But it's really lovely that Graham and, did. And just quickly, I don't, does, um, and does Graham, I think maybe I missed this, Graham doesn't tell Ryan. No, it's, that, I think it's Yaz. No. It's no. Yaz. Right. It doesn't, we don't see it. We don't see Ryan being yeah. told. Right. That's another missed opportunity there for a really right. lovely Yaz moment, I think, actually. Not the Doctor. That's, the Doctor does enough in this episode. They could have given Yaz a few things, like, I think Yaz should have stepped up to try and remove the blade from ribbons. As a police officer, she would have been mm. trained in how yeah. to deal with that kind of situation. Yeah. And it would have been nice if she just stepped forward and been like, I'll deal with this, because I can deal with knives. You get, yeah. you get your sonic screwdriver, I can do this. That would have been cool. I would have given her some agency in that moment rather than just standing there holding a balloon because mm-hmm. that's all she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> the whole episode. Um, and then similarly, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it would have just been really nice if she could have gone to Ryan and said, you know, Grace was there. Right. Mm. And, and, and Graham had to deal with that. Uh, and that would have been nice for us to see that on his face as well. That would have given them both a lovely moment, I think. I, I just think... Yeah. They they really struggled with Yaz this year. This this is the sacrifice of having such a big TARDIS team. Yaz is just there a lot of the time. Yeah. And you know, there's even you know she could have. There's a scene where the Doctor explains. Right, this is my biggest flaw of the episode because you know you've got to be able to criticize these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Doctor's monologue about what could be happening here. Have I ever told you about the solid tract, by the way? Oh, no, let me tell you. Oh, and it turns out it is a solid tract. Yep. That I struggle with because, first of all, Yaz is being like, what do you mean, solid tract? Yeah. And, and that's all she does. She doesn't do anything in those scenes. Whereas in the past, we've had, had companions be like, 
a bit more involved in that conversation being like, doctor, we've got this problem, we've got this problem, we've got this problem. You know, let Yaz say the problems, then the doctor can come up with the answers. My fifth you know, like granny, in that scene my in, fifth um, granny told me that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I don't, yeah, and I don't mind all that stuff. Like, all the stuff that she's saying is fine, but I just think there's a scene with the ninth doctor where Rose is like, you know, tell me what we know. And he's like, narrowing it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down. And he gets yeah. to the Slothene. And bit, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been yeah. a perfect opportunity there to use that kind of structure to give Yaz a little bit more. Mm. That's the way I wanted that. And if that had been in there, I think that would have given all those characters a really, really interesting arc and story. Yeah. And, 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 and then I have to ask you, how do you feel about the frog? I love the fucking frog. Love it. Get, get that frog in me. Hated I love it. that frog. Hated it. I Hated don't actually it, want the frog it. in me, but... Love it now. So, <laughs> so... Wholesome, actually. Yeah, I love know, it. Like, I love the little love puppet. That. The little yeah. puppet doing it, his little... It, like, it's practical. Ah. And it's like, it's so cute. Yeah. It's like, um, now when you told me to change, I'm going to take this memory. Yeah. Because I love... And I'm like... It's adorable. The only thing, so the cute. only thing that's like, a little bit like, ah, oh, is when he force pushes them back, and it looks all right when they, the, when like Grace and stuff are yeah, doing it, but when yeah. the frog just ah. goes, ribbit, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Them back. love the frog, love the frog yeah. now. I do love the frog. Yeah, I think. I think the frog was one of the main reasons this episode was probably quite divisive with people. Yeah, I think you definitely. Go through all yeah, that horror. Absolutely. You yeah. go through the anti-zone, you go through the mirrored zone. It's kind of like, you know, like Wizard of Oz, black and white, then colour, mm-hmm. and then you're going back. It's, 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 it's all that. But then the frog was the bit where it kind of went, oh, it was a frog. Oh, it could have been anyone from the Doctor's past because the Solid Tract has the ability to create a whole like universe uh, unlimited yeah, amount of space and time <laughs> that's the it could, it could have been, yeah it could have been anybody <laughs> anybody at all and we know how much Chibbers loves the classic era you could have had an old companion yeah. you, could yeah. have had, you could have had anybody it yeah. could have been a really interesting point and it probably would have been more emotional and had it been the final episode with that in I think everybody would have been like fuck this was good yeah in tears um, mm-hmm. but the frog for me, like you said, 2018, you're a bit like, oh, it's a frog. Of course it is. Now you're like, oh, but I love Grace. I love Graham. Yeah. They're mm. wearing the frog necklace. That's so sweet. And it's a simple, lovely Frankie, puppet. Yeah. I'm all here. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. And I have a thought that, you know, when the doctor blows the kiss, oh, I love- beautiful moment, which, which is, is like, very beautiful. Yeah. My favorite. It's, stu- it's stunning. Her. And the solid tract is like, you are my friend and I am going to let you go because now I've seen into you and now I'm going to dream about you and your mm. adventures. And I can create my own world here with the doctor traveling. I can travel with the doctor if I want to. I, I can I can choose what doctor. And I like the idea that, that the frog can see all of the doctors from the past. And it, it's just a really beautiful exchange from the doctor to the solid tracks. Mm. And I think that would have been, what would have been the icing on the cake in that moment love it or loathe it if the frog had heard whispers of the timeless child oh. <laughs> and because the the frog would have known it because the dog the frog yeah. can see or the dog the frog can see all yeah, and yeah. Cre- can create what they want Ooh. based on what they can glean and i think that would have been a really lovely connection with earlier on in the season and propelling us forward imagine imagine this as the finale right and yes. and then the the frogs like the but doctor there's there's something yeah. there's something that there's something in your past everything you showed me there's something yeah. that yeah. I can't figure out there's something hidden there what and the doctor's mean, like what and he's, there's, there's, there's something there's the there's a there's a 
the timeless child and then doctor's like a child and then that a literally would child. as an audience we'd go oh, there's something Ooh, to latch on to because yeah the timeless child regardless of how it ended up in season 12 the timeless child was something that we all heard in episode two in ghost monument mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for so long we were all like were they, is that just a new name, like the oncoming storm? Like it, it could easily have just been like a throwaway yeah. line like that, right? So, and then it was only when it came yeah. up again in, well, in... in uh, it would have been... I um, don't even remember. Was it in Spyfall? No, it would have been uh, Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yeah, okay. It yeah, was only I when believe. it came up later yeah. that we were sort of I like... I don't think it was mentioned in Spyfall. This really. is a thing, right? Yeah. No, so that's cool. It was. Man, Ed Heim. Also, what a, what a, a temptation as well. Yeah. Like the temptation of the Doctor wanting to stay then because they're like, hang on, I've heard that before. What does it mean? Oh, oh shit. I've just been blasted back into the anti-zone. I like that would have given a really interesting dynamic for that moment as well. Yeah. And I know I feel like I'm putting in other story beats that could be happening in an episode that I really like. Yeah. But I just, sometimes when you have time to go back and think about these things, building on what's already a really, really fantastic groundwork of this episode, it could have been top tier yeah. straight away. And that's just a shame. Yeah. I think um, if it was the finale, then all these other plot lines would, would be needed. Like I, I think would be used. Yes, yeah. and and I think in like as an episode nine, yeah, I think there's a, a few things with Yaz and, and stuff that you mentioned that it the episode probably did need as it was, but things like a timeless child mentioned and stuff. That's what you would have liked if it was an episode ten. That's what I think would have been a barrier. What if the frog mm-hmm. was like the frog like saw into her memories and stuff, and fully knew the whole timeless child twist and was like, if you stay with me, I can tell you these things. And the doctor has to yeah. decide whether or not she stays with yeah. the frog or, or goes back. I love that. No, we're yeah. good. Ed Heim, I sure hope he comes back to write more Doctor Who. I've That's a, this is a joke, by the way. Because we all know that he came back to write Orphan 55. No. Yes. He, are you joking? Nope. What? Hey, we're, maybe we'll be blown away by Orphan 55 okay. when we watch it. Okay. Two things. I think you should not... Don't knock Orphan 55 until you've watched it again. Okay. All right. All right. Benny count. Let's go. Yeah, get the Benny count going. <laughs> uh, two last things to say. One thing, we were talking about, I guess, flaws. One thing I will say is, uh, there's a comment in the episode where it's like, um, the Doctor's like, did I mention how much I love my Sonic? And I was like, that's an interesting comment. Mm. Why should you bring up the Sonic? And you then sure like, are using it a lot. Five, five minutes later, it's like, I will give you this Sonic if you tell me mm. which way to go. And I was like, okay, fair enough, whatever, I'll mm. let it go. But one last thing I'll say, and this is a tangent, and uh, have you watched The Sopranos, Mike? I've seen bits. I haven't watched it all the way through. Okay, and I know you haven't. I have not, but it's so on the list. The season two final, and I'll, I'll keep it spoiler free. Thank the you. season two final uh, is unlike any season final I've ever seen before. It's very much like this episode. And in Sopranos, they use a lot of like dream sequences and all that. And basically, the episode, like Tony Soprano gets food poisoning, and the episode is mostly just like a fever dream, but mm-hmm. the episode is like the actual dreams and stuff. And for a show in like the 2000s to do that for like a season final, it was like unheard of. And everyone was like, what was that? Like, that was like the weirdest thing ever like it wasn't even real like we yeah. saw so many things that weren't real and it's like people were confused they're like there was a talking fish in it just like the talking frog mm-hmm. you know it's like okay. everyone was like what was that but now with time when it goes on after watching the entire show for me 
that's my favorite episode of the show i love it It, it's so great and it reminded me of this episode and especially since now we're talking about it being like Like, the possibility of it being like a final yep and the talking frog and stuff it's like these episodes i feel like the episode's called uh fun house Mm -hmm. in sopranos and i feel like if I had watched that in like 2018, I think as well I'd been like, what was that trash? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, what is this? What are mm-hmm. they doing? And now I, I think I watch it with like a different mindset and I'm like, this is, this is great. I, um, yeah. again, I've said this before, I don't think we'll, we'll ever get an episode like this again. I think we should move on to what has quickly become Australia's favorite segment. What's that? It's Big Dick Energy, baby. Sorry, Big oh! Doctor Energy. <laughs> you said the uh, uncensored version. I said the wrong version. Love it. Big Dr. Energy, guys. This is the segment. Well, it's sort of our moment of the week. You know, maybe it's a little standout performance, a standout scene. You know, what was the Big Dr. Energy moment of the week? For me, I generally go for just something that's really funny. I, I don't know why. That's just what I've started. You know, it started with other saying, Rose is standing up on the bus. That was our Big Dr. Energy moment. Yeah. Now I pick the silliest shit, like Yasmin kicking the pating or something like that. Ah. My Big Dr. Energy moment for this week is Graham tackling ribbons. That just a, a full chase down tackle. I felt like I was watching like, the AFL for a second there. He's like, ah, oh, I'm he's, not a much of a bloody. You didn't expect that, did you? Didn't, from yeah, that old bloke. He yeah. comes and he takes and he tackles. It's yeah. great. I think like it would have been funnier if we actually saw like a good shot of him tackling ribbons because they kind of cut away from it, which I understand. As someone that tried to in a short film once shoot someone falling over, someone very quickly gave me advice and said, watch movies and TV shows. A lot of the time, they won't actually show the character falling because it is so hard to make look legit like it looks so funny all the time um and so they kind of cut away from it a little bit and then you just saw like some close-ups of them falling down at least no it's just a weird thing to capture like it really it is really weird like generally right try and uh, challenge for everyone at home try and film you pushing someone over or tackling someone ask for permission first of course okay that's what we're doing after this yeah Um, we're just gonna but not with cameras we're just gonna well, we need to film other. it. That'd be great. No, I think we should tackle each other for fun. Well, who, who knows what happened then? Me. In keeping it in the brain. <laughs> What's your um, big uh, Dr. Energy moment? Yes. Like? Okay, I'm going to go with Jodie saying, she's not your wife. She's furniture with a pulse. I love that. <laughs> that, is, that line is so good. I like it. I like funny Oof. big Dr. Energy. I think that, I think that line yeah. is so great. Good. Yep. yep. Love that. Graham with the Sarnies was a, was a runner up for me. Oh yeah, it comes back from oh, the yeah. uh, Rosa. Yeah. The yeah. Rosa callback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me to spice up a little bit, I think I really frog. appreciated. Huh? Frog. Frog. No, it's not frog. I thought I'd spice it up. I actually do think that the. Um, I guess. I I watched ten minutes of the episode last night when I was a bit sent, and <laughs> what really connected to my heart was when uh, Ryan was like you know saying like Hannah and stuff like your dad's probably gone mm. and I was like I get it like his character is someone who's dealt with mm. a father who has been absent and I really felt it and I really appreciate that they ran with that you know yeah yeah I liked mm. uh I thought it was it was very clever writing to have Jody write knowing that there was a blind I love that yeah character yes. in the scene to write important yes. information and on that note I also want to say that it was really awesome that they cast um, an actual yeah, uh, blind I feel, person I feel on in Twitter. the role playing oh, on Twitter. Lovely, lovely, really? uh, lovely woman. Yes. Ellie Walwick, who played Hannah, 
Oh, as I like to call her, Han. Is it Hannah? Han. Ha- I don't know. Han. Um, <laughs> but Han. yeah, I, I thought Great that um, I thought that Ellie did a, a really good job, and yeah, she's actually yeah. Chibity uh, did blind real life, so it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I love. I yeah. really love Chibnall really trying and not forcing in these. Uh, you know, whether yeah. whether it's you know having a. a uh, bisexual or lesbian companion or mm. whether it's having someone with a disability and, and really not forcing these things down your throat but just diversifying the show in a, in a way that I think it had been slowly evolving to but I think Chibnall just really mm. hit the I nail totally on the agree. head with, with getting it all done any mm-hmm. Arctic Monkey fans in the house as well? I like Arctic Monkeys yeah I'm, a, I'm not like a number one fan but I, I love a lot of their songs yeah, on my, on my big Mike playlist on this one, uh, yeah. you don't like them? nah not really you suck I do and you hate the Arctic Monkeys. Ah, ha, ha. You're so funny, Aiden. I know. Honestly, just, just laugh after laugh at this guy. Plenty of banter. Uh, shall we do some, some questions and, and some answers from, yeah, from our lovely audience? Aiden went on Twitter. I went on Instagram. Oh, did you ask the Instas for some questions? Yeah, or as Aiden says, all four followers. All four followers got is, back to Connor. I'm pretty sure I got more followers than you on Instagram. Literally. With the 50 account, so. Suck my bum. Um, I'm going to hit that. you up with the, the first question. Let, let's all do this. Uh, Hazian TTV says, I'm very new to big finishes, Doctor Who stuff. I only listened to the Chimes of Midnight. What would you recommend I listen to next? I think... Spare parts. Spare parts. I think coming off of Chimes of Midnight is, is an awesome one to go. It's that same vibe where it's like a an hour and a half story or whatever and it's 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 spooky as well it sounds spooky it really fucking sounds spooky and a really good story that's if the new year's day one or the christmas one what chimes I, of midnight it might be set no, chimes of midnight is christmas yeah yeah christmas yeah um but if you're looking for like a box set or, or what actually got me into big finish was i think i i did the river song box set of three episodes and the unit box set of four episodes the two I think they're classified as like the new series adventures or something like that. And just the, the fast pace, those familiar characters from the new series, you know, you got Kate Stewart back, Osgood, um, and a few other really cool characters. Um, and then obviously River Song in her series. I, I think those are two really great series that, that can get you into big finish. Mike, are you a, are you a big finisher? I'm getting into it. I have listened to that yep. first River Song box set. I've listened yep. to David Tennant and Catherine Tate's first run of three episodes yep. yeah, like, That's I think good. with I Big know, Finish yeah. yeah the best thing to do is just to pick a character or a theme that you love mm-hmm. and start them and go that way because there's so much to choose from I am about to invest in the ninth Doctor series because I yeah. really want more Christopher Eccleston and I'm just I'm excited to try it I, I was about to say with the whole idea of like latching onto someone and jumping in there. Mm. I think that's really great. I think nine is not the the best starting place purely because I think his box set, mm. his first box set, I, I felt was a little nonsense. Like I wasn't really okay. following it. It was a little bit big finish as you listen to more. There's, there's just lots of techno like sound effects. Yes. And it's like, here's the Elliot, it's coming, blah, blah, blah. And, and for me, it was like a lot of that. I think his stuff has got better. I, Has the second season come out yet? Or the second box set? I think they've finished two seasons now. So there's like yeah, 24 yeah, there's episodes out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I literally like two weeks ago because they had them on sale and I was really feeling it because I listened to yeah. that Ronnie Takes the World box set. And then uh, uh, I listened to the first part of the 60th um, celebration they're doing, which I, to be honest, didn't really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
and then so yeah I, I wanted to continue listening to some more and the knife doctor box sets were like ten dollars off or something so i i mm. got the fourth one of that that was the one that i was up to and i i really liked it especially the first episode in that box set they um something about a funeral i can't remember what it's called but um yeah the knife doctor stuff is definitely really worth listening to um yeah but just you've got to get through the first box set it's not bad but it's just <laughs> I enjoyed um, there's a few of them I've listened to which um, the Out of Time series which has got like a yeah, current good. doctor with an older doctor that yeah. the, the one the David Tennant Tom Baker one I really liked yeah. really really liked that it's yeah. got Daleks it's got Time Cathedral Museum things it's really good mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, yeah it's always David with a past doctor starting from yes. Baker and I yes listen to the other baker one colin baker i listened to his one with colin um purely because i was interested to see how they would do weeping angels on audio it's was, it was called wink and um yeah i was just really curious to see how wink. that would play out and um yeah it was it was a pretty good set i liked it a lot um we'll do one more twitter question uh what else could connor and aiden do a podcast on this is from crispy pro mm. uh, eg the 50 percent succession podcast i think that my five made another podcast it would be a, a film podcast because I love movies and I love talking about movies. Um, I had this idea for my friend with one of my friends who loves, fucking loves like the most B grade, C grade, D grade, E grade horror movies you would ever see. Like Landshark, Destroyer of All, like all these movies okay. that have been made on like $10, terrible CGI. Yeah. I thought Sharknado. I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sharknado, but fucking worse. Like, right. l- l- okay. <laughs> I would love, and we were we kind of talked about it loosely, doing a podcast where it's like every week we sit down and I'm like, okay, here is After Sun. And he's like, okay, here is I watch that. Shark Blood uh, Volcano VFX thing. And, and it's like, I force him to watch an incredible movie or a movie that I consider to be incredible and is, I guess, more like artsy and more critically acclaimed. And he gets me to watch mm. some like, bloodbath cga cga cgi like sharknado volcano bombado kind of mm. bullshit i thought that would be a, a really fun podcast but a movie podcast is is what i think i would do i think the only other show i could do a podcast on is actually this the simpsons Correct. Yeah. Do, 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 that is like do, if we're going to talk a show do, do, that i have do. probably my second most knowledge on will be the simpsons mm-hmm. uh Sorry, Simpsons, you're my second favorite TV show of all time. Doctor Who takes number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire off these real quick. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Mike, you, you've got two ways to answer this. Oh, right. You can so. either answer this as what you would do another podcast on or what you think we should do another podcast on. <laughs> okay, I have two already. So I am I am full with doing let's podcasts go. so that that's good so let's do one for you guys i would like <laughs> to see or hear um like a sort of russian roulette podcast like you get people to put topics or something Ooh. random in a bowl and you have to pick one out each week and it could I be like that. a task you got to go and do on podcast about it or Ooh. like a random film or a random topic you have to talk about for an hour Something like that. Something just completely. You don't know what's coming. You can't prepare. You've yeah. got to use your use your use your brain and 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 hope for the best. I'd like to see that car crash podcast. Love oh my it. god, <laughs> I love that. I like I like the idea of like uh, a podcast where I'd say for just jumping off of, for me being like a, a like I said a movie thing where it's like yeah we have a fishbowl 
full of like really shit movies, really great movies, movies that we really don't want to fucking watch. Um, and we review, we pull one out every week, but it's like we review one of them every week. But the last thing that we do in each episode is pull out the one for next week. Okay. And it's like, you know what's coming. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's like, like yeah. Sharknado 7. And it's like, yeah. for fuck's sake. Seven. We've got to do that next week. Oh, and then we just, yeah, at the end of each week, picking out what we're going to be doing next week. I, I like that, that kind of jumbled roulette idea. That's really fun. Mm. I love this name. <laughs> Doctor, what am I doing with my life? I love this guy. <laughs> he says, or she says, uh, what do you, uh, when do you think they'll announce the first spin off? I think Comic Con. I reckon, yeah, I reckon they're holding that very close mm. to them right now. I reckon... Unit spin-off Comic-Con. Unit spin-off starring Mel in Comic-Con. Oh. Yeah, she'll be there. Well, you best believe it. All I'm saying is Gemma Redgrave, or, or rather um, Kate Stewart in the Centenary was like, Unit, <laughs> we're hiring. And it was yeah. like kind of like yeah. jokey, but come on, guys. Everyone was like, come on, Ace Tegan. What if Ross was like, fuck that, Mel? I'd like to see Ace and Tegan in it as well. That's okay. <laughs> I would also love that. But, Mel. What do you think, Mikey? When's the spin-off announcements? I think, I think they might not tell us for a little while. I think we might get the 60th. We might get the, the shooty special okay. at Christmas. And then maybe they'll tell us in the run-up to Shooty's first full season, just to kind of fill that gap and get Mm. us excited then. And I think that in terms of spin-offs, I think that it would be really, really cool to just have just some really random one-off spin-offs. You know, Mm. like have Russell write for, I don't know, the Paternoster Gang and do a bank holiday special. For them like to a have sitcom a, episode. Yeah, just like a random one one off thing yeah. for Disney Plus. And then maybe like a um a Sally Sparrow horror type one over here, and then an eight yeah. doctor two parter over here, and them to just really kind of just build lots and lots of different parts of the uni- the universe. Be mm. Because yeah. there's so much. I don't think we need to just like put all our eggs in one basket and have unit series one, unit series two. I yeah. think they probably will do that. And I'm quite looking forward to it to be honest. I think it'll be really good. But I think give smaller supporting par- parts, like flesh them out. Bring yeah. old companions back for a that one-off a because idea, these actors don't want to commit to like nine months in Wales. I don't know why. It's fabulous. But um, <laughs> but that, like, yeah. so no, if, if Billy wants to play Rose again for a one-off, yeah. let, her, let her do a for one-off a in, the, in yeah. that world. Why not? Idea. And then just build it all together and maybe come towards something long-term kind of like mm. what the MCU did when it was good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I like what you're saying about the MCU there because I agree, but also mm. I, I, one of my things that I don't like about the MCU is how, well, a lot of things, but how now it feels like you're getting like five years between movies and stuff. And I don't want Doctor mm. Who to be at a point where it's like, we have six spin-off shows but you have to wait four mm-hmm. years for the next season of it. Like I mm-hmm. want like every 18 months to have an, have a new season of, of each of these shows, mm-hmm. you know? And if that means we only have like two spinoffs, that's fine. But yeah, let's yeah. maybe throw yeah. in a few of these random specials along the way to Just open random. up different chapters. Yeah. Maybe one of these specials might spark another spinoff down the road, you know, like, cause Sarah Jane adventures was just like a, a new year's day special. Yeah. Wasn't it? That, with, with, um, yeah, that's, 
Like, invasion of the Bane. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's the yeah. only one part special. Yeah, but it's like an hour like, long, I think. An hour long, yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, let's yeah. do like Return they, to Bannerman Road for 60 minutes. Maybe that might spark like a sex yes. education Bannerman Road style show down the Goodness line. Goodness me, Aiden. Where are you going with that? Who knows? Sex education. Well, I'm just saying these, these characters. These characters are in their thirties now. We can be a bit more me. like. Let's deal with those problems that thirty-year-olds are dealing with. What is going on you know? there? Wow. No, I'm not. Or if, or if we're going to have like a break <laughs> between the seasons, give us a Paul McGann season in between the two Shuji Gatwa yeah. seasons, oh or give us a five-part. David Tennant and Matt Smith together season or something. Just give us, mm. keep us That's going coming. all the yeah. time. Oh, Matt, you know? dude, the Matt Smith David Tennant series <laughs> is coming. Uh, Russell said. Russell I'll say said. this, and this is all speculation, but there was rumors that pre-production for Doctor Who's first, well, in this new era spin-off was set mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. in May this year. Mm-hmm. That was the rumor for a long time, right? The Matt mm-hmm. Smith, David and people were saying it was going to be unit. Um, and the I think I think I saw William Hugh posted it on Twitter. You should follow them; they're really good at finding this stuff out on, the on show, Twitter. By the way, they love us. Um, William Hugh posted that just like when Bad Wolf, uh, just I think when Series Fourteen started, Bad Wolf licensed. Oh, they created a new business called Hooniverse One, and they've yes. now created in May when pre-production was meant to start. I think it was called like Hooniverse Two, or it was like another company. Ooh. So it's like, yeah, maybe we are ramping up pre-production for, for a spin-off now. And I'd love, I mean, the assumption is that we're going to go into series 14 pretty quick after Christmas. Like maybe April is, is the March, general April vibe. Time, I guess, like, as yeah. was, yeah. yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. So it would be yeah. fantastic mm. if we got like eight shooty episodes then. And then maybe in like September, we got like the six well, part exactly unit. We that break cereal. between the season and the Christmas special. Yeah. So there's that part in between. You've got that time. Be, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be perfect mm. for a mm. spin-off. What's your next question? Uh, that would be from Sly Zappy One. What classic story are you going to cover next on the podcast? And we answered that already. It's going to be... No, Dragonfire will be the lo- one of the last ones oh, we do before the 60th because we're going to go from one to seven. Do you know what I think we should do next? The Toy Maker. No, but half of that's erased from the archive. Aiden, I'm just taking it. I don't, Connor, I, if, no, if I was like, Aiden, we're, we're watching fucking Aiden, snaps, no Connor, you'll be like, what? why am I, I watching a photo for 24 minutes? I literally have no idea. I don't know what we can review next. I don't know what's happening next week. Well, we're, okay? pretty, we're reviewing Sorry, the Battle folks. of Rensselaer next yeah, week, obviously. Yeah, but then after that, it's like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We're, we're pretty set. We're, we're pretty set weekly. If we do any bonus episodes, they will not be in the Monday time slot. You know, like uh, who to be buried with and things like that. They will be on the, the Thursday, which is our bonus time slot. But Monday mm. will always be um, our, our, our reviews because we want to get through series 12. So after the time of this child, that's when we're going to start going back and looking at some classic Q stuff. Uh, we're going to start in some, we're going to do a William Hartnell special. And then we're going to go through all seven of the classic doctors because we've done McGann's TV movie. Mm. Um, we're talking about doing the chase for a bit, but after watching it, I think there's maybe some other options we could maybe go for. But yeah, probably something. Or in, let's re-review uh, Trial of Time Lords with me and Aiden. Or, or we should do a redox review. Should we do um, Unearthly Child? Perhaps. I mean, obviously, I've watched it so many times. I've never seen the. Stu- I've always I've seen the first episode a couple of times, but I've never seen the stupid caveman nonsense that follows. So, oh, so you never watched the whole thing? <sighs> no, but I think it's oh very much Lord. like episode. You're not missing I much. 
I know. It, it's Park very much like seen the it. Unearthly Child is episode one, and then two to four, yes. it's like caveman nonsense, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, basically. Let's do it. Unearthly, okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. That, that's right. our next classic review. Unearthly Child. And last question is from uh, good old Jimmy. Jimmy! Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. He Jimmy says, thinks... what's your favorite Doctor Who show slash podcast other than your own? Not Mad Men with the box. I've no. done it twice and it was awful. Never. Why would, um, I, why would we ever go on Mad Men? Definitely uh, Who Gives a Flux. Who Gives a Flux. obviously I was uh, mm. graciously allowed on. Yeah. Um, uh, I, would, I would say uh, outside of the obvious Who Gives a Flux answer, which is the best one ever and everyone should be listening to it, I... My what like probably the first podcast I ever listened to. I want to say who's there. I listened to a podcast called Script Notes, which is about script writing. Um, but I think so maybe Doctor Who podcast he asked though. Yeah. So okay. But but I think even maybe before that is like honestly, I think like the OG Doctor Who podcast, Big Blue Box oh, podcast. Oh. Um, it, it's uh, Gary and Adam seem like two. Is that the just, geek, geeks handbag. Yeah, geeks handbag. Yeah. Handbag. Um, they just seem like two like true gentlemen and it's a very like a uh, they have a bit of fun they that you know they don't they don't go into bullshit or anything like that and and they are you know very like review focused they do a review every week from you know they've reviewed i think all of sarah jane adventures all of torchwood i think they've almost done all of new who but then they're also they've done like loads of classic who as well um and the only reason they haven't done all of classic who is because there's so much of it so like they filtered they used to do like classic who one week New Who one week, Sarah Jane one week, Torchwood one week, and as they've made their way through oh, all of okay. them, but they do them in like a random order as well. But they're they're really really good blokes, and I um yeah pro- I generally think that's like the first podcast I ever listened to. What's your um, favorite non podcast dot two podcast? Uh it depends. Um, I I love uh, films to be buried with Brett Goldstein, as you know. Uh, you can snore if you like. Um, currently been listening to Off Menu, which is um. Uh, oh, really off menu's great. It's so good, man. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, that's a good question. That's a really good question. But I think a lot of the podcasts I've loved have ask what mine is. come to an end over time. I was, but I okay. Yeah, you you tell me very quickly, and then we'll we'll uh, find out what Mike thinks. Kind of just stripping. <laughs> oh, H three. That's all. Kind of fucking talks about this uh, three hour daily podcast. That- my inspiration. My. Uh- my yeah my let's guy. move on to what mike my thinks guy. yeah so yeah you guys listen to you guys because i do listen to all the new episodes namaste um, i listen to verity which is a it's a female pod, female-led podcast with people from all around the world that come together there's um someone awesome. from tasmania people from canada people from scotland they all come together and they chat Go about Tazzy. different themes and stuff that's always fascinating really really interesting um, I listened to uh, a hamster with a blunt pen knife, which is a Doctor Who commentaries podcast by my friend okay. Joe. So he gets different people on to do commentaries every week. That's really really cool too. Um, if you are a classic Who fan, I have to plug to watch Who. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's this one guy who um Mark who um is a massive fan of Doctor Who and seen them all. His best friend, Sarah, has never seen them. So they're watching Doctor Who from the beginning of Classic mm. Who all the way through. And that wow. is a really interesting listen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Non-Who podcasts, Off Menu's great. Table Manners is great with Jesse Ware. Table Manners, yes. Um, I've listened to a few of those. Yeah, they did one really, with really Russell good. recently. That was great. 
Age three podcast. Yeah, that was really That's interesting, my... actually. Yeah, yeah. Age um, three. There's a <laughs> not H3. There's there's a bunch. I listen to loads. There's some really interesting ones about like mental health and stuff. Will Young does a really really interesting mental health podcast, which is worth listening to. Um, the singer Will Young. Oh, the singer Will Young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He, it's uh, he, he takes a different did, kind of he aspect. Win, he won X. He won pop UK, idol. Pop, pop, yeah, pop it, idol yeah. back in the day, yeah, 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 and he does one where he takes on different kinds of therapies each episode and speaks to specialists with the, in with those therapies. Or uh, it's it's fascinating because it's such a, a prevalent thing right now. Everyone talking about mental health and and it's it's really interesting to hear all different ways you can help yourself and try different things to to get you through. And that's so that's that's good. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I you to used to. Lot. You used to podcasts. post like I'm taking the dog for the to a walk. This is the podcast I'm listening yeah. to on a walk, and I, I used to love yeah, seeing that. I, yeah, that yeah, I stopped doing that. I don't, life got in the way, didn't it? I started doing yeah, podcasts as my only like yeah. yeah. time to walk. Like I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do but, that. Yeah, but big yeah. for my one. The beauty of podcasts is whatever your mood is, there's a podcast for it. Definitely, and um, of course, I forgot to say Ted Lasso post match. Obviously, a fantastic Ted Lasso podcast. If you're a fan of Ted Lasso, you, what? You've got another podcast? Oh, I don't know. I, you've I never don't, mentioned I'm, it I've before. I've never mentioned it. I've never said it. No. Um, I'm sorry. This Think is my. On this is my. Uh, what's it like? The YouTube apology video. I'm sorry. I've never announced, but I have a Ted Lasso podcast. So uh, you should probably start promoting that here. I should. You, I you should I use these episodes to promote that. Why should, haven't you done that? Why haven't I? Don't know. Why I haven't I? Fifty percent's first spin-off. I forgot to. Is that still a thing? The spin-off. It's just well, when we have the fifty percent streaming so fifty percent plus. Right. That's it'll have fifty percent, right, okay. and then it'll have like Ted Lasso post match. I'm still. Maybe we'll still we'll, like we'll buy. It's a spin-off. We'll buy Mike just, just as as a person, it. and and <laughs> Mike's podcast buy, will be on there. Buy Mike as a person. Yeah. We own. Yeah. Mike. I mean. We I mean, I'm expensive. I am. I am expensive, but I am for sale. So. Okay. You know. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's give It Takes You Away a oh number out of 10. We've gone long this week, but it's been fun. So we'll start with the guest, Mike. So you're up. Mike, hit us up. I'm going to go 8.5. Banging. 8.5. Big I, score. I'm also going to go 8.5, Mike. Connor, don't do this to me, man. What? I'm also, and I, I'm not just going off you guys. Same. 8.5. Oh, my God. Fist bump. Hey. Camera fist bump. Bang! I love that. Fist bumps Literally, all around. I swear on my life, that was always 8.5. Yeah, I was tossing up between an 8.5 and a 9, but I was like, yeah, it still suffers maybe one or two of the clunky dialogue things here and there, yeah, not as I bad agree. as other episodes. But And then also, you know, as we were talking, that whole idea of like some lost potential, like this is a fantastic mm-hmm. episode as it is, but it could have been like the best episode. You know, <laughs> like, It really could have. Yeah. It really could have. Yep. Well... That's a good episode. I, I enjoyed oh, this. Right. Mike, you've been a great guest. You're a very mm, well-spoken individual. Thanks. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, thank you much. so much for having me on for uh, Who Gives a Flux, which we will continue filming soon, and it should be we out will. soon. We will. I don't know when it'll be out, yes. but thank you for having me on. Aiden, I'll, maybe one day. I'll invite myself on to talk about the today, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Awesome. you shaking my hand? I want to shake your hand. Fantastic. Um, yeah, okay. Thank you so much for listening and watching everybody. Make sure you check out all of Mike's podcasting endeavors and Twitter and all that kind of thing. We'll have it all linked down below because we love Mike. Um, 
And make sure you follow. Love you guys Sam. too. Thank you. Kiss. We'll do Thank the Jody. You. The Jody kiss. If you don't donate on Ko-Fi, we won't show up next week. And you're a fake so, fan. <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 50Doctor. Subscribe. We want to get to a thousand. And oh fuck, I forgot to say. You should follow my other podcast, Ted Lasso Postmap. Wow. Anastasia what? You have another podcast? I do. What? You've never <laughs> mentioned this know. before. I, Why I, are we only podcast. hearing about I'm, this now? I'm sorry. I just... Uh, the, I'm, fuck. Yes. Uh, that's all I can say. It's Aiden's Ted Lasso Podcast. We're doing Ted Lasso reviews. What a plug. Doing Ted Lasso reviews. Hey, happy birthday, 50%. Let's go. We love you. Happy three years. Yeah, say. You feel like you. It sounds like you just ended a rap. You're like, we love you, everybody. Good night. Well, I do need the toilet, so I'm going. Good night, folks. It's Good night, to... folks. And that is Take a uh, waz. who gives a flux and what's your fandom? That's what you guys all should be listening to. Not us. Leave. We're done. This is the end of this podcast. Go to the other podcasts. Not us. Go to go to those two. And uh, that's great. Good night. Good night, or evening, <laughs> or morning.